0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Godzilla Pod War Hour. My name is Michael Kelly, uh, and with us as always, Mr. Nathan Baer. Nathan, how are you this evening, my friend?
1: I am just peachy, uh, and and just a scotch uh, keen.
0: With us tonight is uh, a friend, a revisiting guest host on the Pod War Hour. Someone who has been lobbying for tonight's film literally for years at this point. It's been a while, yeah. And we finally caved. Um, but <laughs> in doing so, caved to not only this film, but an entire g- trilogy of films, which he may or may not be back for. <laughs> so, uh, but... Which
1: means he's also responsible for any self-harm either of us do to each other <laughs> in the process <laughs> of Absolutely. these couple...
0: And <laughs> yes, thank you for saying that. Legally, that's... On record now, so... (laughs) So, we got that out of the way, straight away. Um, He was with us for the, I'm going to say, infamous recording of the King Kong 2005 episode. The
2: marathon episode.
0: Marathon, three-hour episode, uh, which represents, I think, the finest uh, editing quality uh, that the series has to offer. Um, So... Uh, without further ado, Mr. Ian Lindsay, welcome back,
2: sir. Thank you, I'm glad to be back.
0: And uh, adorned with his Mothra t-shirt as well, so um, I guess we better get down to the business of the day, and that is uh, the recounting and reviewing of 1996's The Rebirth of Mothra, finally doing it, uh, <laughs> six years and five months in to the show. <laughs>
2: It's all been building to this. It's all, it's
0: much like uh, F9, it's all been building to this. You never knew that Vin Diesel's brother was John Cena, but if you paid attention to the clues, they were always together. to get it. Same thing here. Um, so, Nate, uh, initial thoughts on, on this film? I,
1: well... Here's the thing, I had some small issues with it, but it was aimed for children, so I gave it a pass. I didn't, you know, immediately feel the need to scream or berate <laughs> another human being or vote for a third-party candidate. So I, I gotta say, it wasn't a, a terrible experience. Go away,
0: throw your vote away.
1: Go ahead, throw your vote away. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for Kodos. <laughs> uh,
0: um... Yeah, I agree. This is like a kids movie, and it's a well-made kids movie, and which is a weirdly sort of a rare thing. Um, so, and I mean like for for small children, because you know the Godzilla movies, some of them go pretty young, but this is made for like I think three-year-olds or four-year-olds. It's are, it's
2: definitely young. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's like be- eight eight. Is- Probably the cutoff. Yeah, yeah, eight is the cutoff. Right, right as you're reaching the age of reason.
2: Right,
0: where you can like graduate into like some of the other kaiju movies, but yeah. like yeah, it's for like
2: violent five year olds. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. well, because like we were saying, I think a lot of the other Godzilla movies are good for children, but they're not targeted at children. Whereas I think this is kind of the inverse; it's made for children. I think if you're older, you can enjoy it. Um, but I, I can't think of too many others in the series that are like that.
0: Yes. I mean there's definitely one others in the series that are targeted for children, but they're not good.
2: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a very good point. Yeah.
0: I mean just really just like Son of Godzilla and like Godzilla's Revenge are
1: for like infants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you enjoy brain, that more just because of the dated camp. Yeah. And 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 yeah, that's it. That that's it.
2: was this one I thought it had like the fantasy elements are really fun like having the dragon stuff and I I think the action was still really enjoyable yeah but it moves so quick
0: the pacing is great and in especially movies like this you know to keep hitting it targeted for younger folks if the pacing is not like tight not the way it is in this movie it's just a, a slog and just a chore to get through as an adult to watch it
2: well, when I went back and watched it, it was a lot longer than I remembered it being. In my head, it was like an 80-minute movie. Yeah. Because it moves so quickly.
0: Um, I um, I watched the Japanese version, and I'm not sure... Nate, did you catch the Japanese version as well?
1: Yes. I'm going to have to disagree about the pacing, but I'll get to my thoughts on that when we get to it. Um, Excellent. <laughs> okay.
0: You're going to have a nice little... Uh, yeah. yeah little... But
1: Yeah the The Japanese version, yeah, with subtitles, which I was glad because I, I was worried when I rented it off of you know Amazon and standard definition that it was just going to be like a, a like a pan and scan copy from like a, an old VHS like because that's what like a lot of early DVDs were like mm-hmm. like you get it, it it was really just basically the VHS but on a DVD like and dubbed you know so there really wasn't a whole lot of quality difference except for the fact that you didn't have to like adjust the um, oh god what was that <laughs> I should know this I had the VHS player at one point but like like the tracking the tracking I didn't have yeah. to adjust the tracking that was basically it yeah. uh, um, but there really wasn't much difference so it was shocking and refreshing that I could watch this in Japanese with subtitles widescreen the colors seemed to be correct like that is so yeah
0: yeah um i guess a little bit of background it was made in 1996 um the year after godzilla versus destroyer or godzilla versus destroyer or destroyer depending on how you want to say it but the point is the final film in the, the high side uh godzilla series and one thing that I thought was cool about this, because it was like a way to keep it going after they physically melted Godzilla on screen, but clearly there was like still a demand there. And one of the things I liked about this is it was not unlike King Kong 2005. Mm-hmm. You had this team of people, in that case, coming off of Return of the King who had been working on Lord yeah. of the Rings movies for five years or whatever. There was like a well-oiled machine. And this is clearly like that whole team from the Heisei series. Was like a well-oiled team had just made you know the last godzilla movie so like they kind of rolled over into this and so you're getting like all the technical advancements and like stuff from those movies as far as the pyrotechnics and mm-hmm. the animation on like the projectiles and all that stuff and them the model work and some really good like controlled camera work and mm-hmm. stuff
1: um but sadly no richard taylor no, no, Richard there Taylor. There was absolutely no Richard Taylor on this set. <laughs> Peter asked
0: me to hand press the little metal rings together to make the sheath metal. And I handed, right, it to this, I handed it to the mailman. I said, You go sit in this room and do ring by ring. And in only four years, he produced an entire thing of sheath for one <laughs> trooper who was going to be in one scene. The director of, of this film was no slouch and he actually had some talent and composed some pretty cool images and stuff. Nate, I thought maybe you could elaborate a little bit more on that.
1: Yes, well, uh, Mr. Okihiro Yonada, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Um, he actually, there's very little information about him, at least from my end. There's probably a book or something out there that I just don't have that may have more information, but what I gather from the ins and outs of the internet is that he actually worked as an assistant slash second unit director uh, for Kurosawa's last four films. So you've got uh, Ron, Dreams, Rhapsody in August, and Madadayo. That was Kurosawa's last film. So uh, And Dreams, by the way, was actually a... so uh, Dreams and Ron... No, in fact, all the last four films were also uh, had Ishiro Honda as a quote associate director on all those films. Right. So he was working for both Kurosawa and Honda on those movies. Right, because so, Kurosawa it, was
0: like basically functionally blind at that point, right? So Honda it, yeah, was, really... he
1: was losing his eyesight and yeah. you know he just and he was doing these like fairly big, even his, la- I mean it's Kurosawa, like even his chamber pieces you know require like a billion lights and you know, eight cameras rolling simultaneously, um, you know, so he can get uh, all the, you know, everything done in, you know, two takes. Um, so, yeah, so Shiro Honda was helping him out on that. And so Mr. Yoneda uh, was, and both, yeah, list, he's listed as both an assistant director on, at least on the Criterion Collection copy of Ron. Uh, he's listed as an assistant director and then I see on IMDB he's also listed as a uh, second unit director. So presumably he would, may have been doing both, either like assi- assisting the director directly as they do in Japan, or he was also directing uh, like b-roll and other things for, on you know behalf of Kurosawa and Mr. Honda. So yeah. Uh, he also worked as, as an assistant director on Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. So even more so than the Kurosawa films, he was also working on a Tokusatsu project, so or a kaiju film. So he, he was part of uh, briefly part of the same group that finished the High Side series and then moved on to Rebirth of Mothra.
0: And uh, I'd say. You know, he does a very good job directing, as we've already alluded to before.
1: (laughs) He understands certain things that a few, you know, certain recent blockbusters don't seem to understand, like composition. uh...
0: (laughs) Or or like establishing spatial relationships with the monsters. I will say some of the stuff in Hokkaido um, with the family is a little confusing, Yes. Um they may be in fact a family of night crawlers from the X-Men <laughs> comics cuz they just like teleport massive distances. Fast travel. <laughs>
1: very very quickly. He, he took uh, Hokkaido Airways or whatever. Uh I mean, it, haven't you ever
2: heard of a plane or what? No,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean once they get on site just oh, right, right, around right. the Hokkaido countryside like they yeah. seem to get like very far away from each other, very quickly, but you know, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. but you know, the he keeps you always understand what's going on with the monsters, which is <laughs> so nice and uh, really refreshing <laughs> to watch. Yeah, Mothra, obviously, the main uh, protagonist in this, and you've got two Mothras in this, you've got Um, just regular original recipe Mothra who's looking like kind of like Wilford Brimley stage Mothra at this
2: point just a little bit
0: bigger a little bit furrier Um,
2: more tired more
0: tired you know like barely moving its wings up and down as
1: it moves (laughs) So, so hard target Brimley? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: much like Wilford Brimley, a a shotgun blast to the gut only makes it angrier. Like, this is still, she's still very, very tough, okay? Don't get me wrong. The other kaiju that's, you know, good in this film is um, that Mothra has offspring, which is known as uh, Mothra Leo which sort of be, kind of picks up the slack and becomes the, the protagonist for the latter half of the movie, or really the latter, latter
2: third. Yeah. Um, it and goes on for the rest of the trilogy. It goes on for the rest of the trilogy.
0: We'll see. Uh, I also should mention, I have this is the first time I've ever seen this movie was yesterday, and I haven't seen the other two uh, Rebirth of Mothra films. I tried watching like the first ten minutes of Rebirth of Mothra 2 several years ago, and I had to opt out.
2: That one is rough. I had to turn it off. I had to physically turn
0: it off and leave the room I was in for a while and go outside and look at the sky and just sort of think and reflect about what's happening. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Mothra Leo, which is like a I guess a more extreme version of Mothra. I, it's skateboarding Mothra. Skateboarding. It's like the Poochie
1: yep. of Mothras or
0: whatever.
1: Uh, so, so uh, based on that, in the last, in the last uh, one in Mothra three, we're gonna have, uh, and I need to go back to my home planet now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mothra Leo was an alien. <laughs> um,
2: so, I mean, I do like that? Mothra Leo always looks like he's flexing. I, oh, just yeah,
0: like. yeah, 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 like uh, like the Vin Diesel of of, yeah. of, mo- of Moths or something. I don't know. I think
1: it's it's the
0: y Mothra, t- Mothra, right? The Tokyo Drift bro, bro. Of, of Mothra's or something? I don't I don't understand, but uh, yeah, looks great and apparently male in in sex, yes, um, which perhaps a step backwards for the series as a whole. I mean, it's assumed that most of the kaiju are male. I don't know if that's a huge leap there, but I always kind of did, and Mothra always seemed to be a, maybe the only member of a very short list of, of clearly like accepted female kaiju so yeah. kind of replacing her with a male seemed a little uh, maybe kind of a step backwards for kaiju representation <laughs> if that is a term that has ever been said it has now it, it has now yeah um so yeah it's it, it's sort of passive regressive. um but anyways so and they are fighting in this film um Des Desgidra de is that how you pronounce this thing uh det Desgidra
1: Des so, Desgidra
0: Des Desgidra
1: Yeah it's okay. it's German for <laughs> the gidra <laughs> or no uh <laughs> sorry that's die never mind
0: uh Desgidra Desgidra it's come to my attention that in uh, for like the last 15 episodes, we haven't really talked about like what the suit looks like for the monsters in this sort of preamble bit. So I thought maybe we could revisit that a little bit
1: well, Cause, because the episodes haven't involved suits. Right. <laughs>
0: um, but because Deskatera has some cool stuff, first of all. Um, sort of a portly kind of uh swagger to Desk. It really sort of reminded me a little bit of like Drunk Uncle or something. He's uh, like, big body uh, positive. Uh... Oh, 100% body positive. Um, <laughs> and sort of okay. large and in charge. Definitely like taken taken over. Um Yeah. I, I do think that this is possibly, and i I know I'm going to get flack for this. I'm sorry. I have to say this may be my favorite version of Gidra ever. Only, only because it has a fucking functional flamethrower built into the center neck and could be used as a weapon if, like, I don't know, terrorists or whatever sieged Toho while they were filming this movie. Like, yeah, that's awesome. It it
2: is very
1: (laughs) cool. You you could see it uh, replacing the flamethrower in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: In like, case the Manson family ever came to the set, yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I, I want that version of like Once Upon a Time in Toho. I want that right now. Where like, you know, the the person who played Des Gidra like kept the suit in his like you know house or whatever, and you know, like it's a real it's a real fucking flamethrower yeah. thing, which is like instantly puts it at the top of the list for me because it's just great uh you don't really get oh sorry go
1: go ahead oh no well it seems like uh they were probably looking at that design when they made kaiser Ghidorah. yes uh, absolutely final wars uh and i think honestly i kind of prefer it to um kaiser Ghidorah because this one looks i don't know a little bit more animated uh You know, I mean, it was kind of a bummer when it's just like, you know, oh, Monster X, a new monster, and that uh, turns into Kaiser Ghidorah. If it had turned into this, maybe I would have, you know, the the last few minutes of that movie would have been a little bit more exciting. Right. (laughs) Just a scotch.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still bummed by, like, Toho's preoccupation with just shoveling in Ghidorah into as many movies and as many narratives as it possibly can fit, and several where it has no place at all. Because um, I yeah. know Gidra is the bad guy in the in the third rebirth of Mothra, some version of it. Yeah,
2: that that's King again.
0: Yeah, King King this is back.
2: So I think he only has the two legs.
0: Yeah, so, so he's back to two legs.
1: So so in um, Mothra that being he will be it'll be Baron Ghidorah or Viscount uh, Ghidorah or. <laughs> Um, Earl
0: Ghidorah. I also wanted to say that sometimes this kaiju is referred to as Death Ghidorah. Yep. Oh! I want to say that out loud. We we know that. We might not use that term too much uh, just because it's slightly longer and we are lazy. So Death Ghidorah takes less time But to Death say. Ghidorah
2: is extremely cool.
1: Yes. Death Ghidorah? Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, that's just Absolutely.
1: It would be an excellent tramp stamp.
2: Yes, <laughs> um,
0: and also from the kaiju uh, side of things for this film, we have to mention Garu Garu, which is the little little teeny dragon that the I'm just going to call it Rita Repulsa rides around on, and uh, just so cute and just lovable. Looks like um, Munchie. Like, the spin-off of Munchies uh, from, like, 1987. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about
1: anymore. Sadly, but... yes. <laughs> or, like, the
0: Ghoulies. Kind of like you, a you little, little funny
1: What is this Munchies, Mike? Please.
0: Hmm? Well, Munchies. Uh, Munchies... Yeah, just any of the, like, the Legion of, like, gremlins rip-offs from the 80s. So, like, mm-hmm. Critters, I think, was the best of the bunch. Okay. But, like, there was also a movie called Munchies, which was kind of like... Things like that. And this thing looks like the, from the spinoff, like, sequel, Munchie Strikes Back or whatever, that was, I believe, voiced by Dom DeLuise. Oh, wow. We could look into that. Uh, but, yeah, Guru Guru, who, uh, you know, at least initially, appears to be an organic being. And, you know, we'll kind of get into that. Twist. <laughs> As the plot <laughs> uh, unfolds. And then, you know, you've got, like, the two fairies. They are not the twin fairies from the other Mothra movies. I, as far as I can tell, this is a hard
2: reset. Yeah, it's a completely different thing. It's uh, like, Godzilla's thing
0: never existed in this universe either. This is his own, like, pocket universe. Um, and they ride around on, like, basically just this, like, little Mothra toy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <Named> fairy, <laughs> named fairy <laughs> yeah. Creatively named Fairy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's like I think that was their first choice right, for that name I
1: mean I mean, if it saves them on you know gas then you know why not you know exactly
0: so okay uh, but overall pretty groovy movie and I think um, I do want to mention that this was the final film sort of shepherded by uh Tomoyuki Tanaka who had been mm-hmm. with the series since the very beginning um, he passed away six months after this film came out and um, you know you can still kind of tell the quality is still in this one will it be in part two who knows and then also no it will not it will not <laughs> yeah absolutely not absolutely not
1: I mean you know love him or hate of I mean we've made our Opinions on the High size series, well, well known. Um, but you know, he he started it, and yeah, I mean, he's the one that w- he, he's the one that got everyone together. He was the I don't know the Elrond or the Gandalf, or whatever that saw, had an idea, got you know together Honda, subaru and many of the other you know great people that made those that that golden era of those uh, kaiju films um
0: so sort of like the kevin feige of the godzilla universe <laughs> sort of right is that not accurate or is that wrong
1: <laughs> sure sure please
0: tell me <laughs> you can i don't that. know what kevin feige does i know that disney must be stopped before it's too late i know that it's, it's too late it's too late yeah. they Absolutely. own everything mike uh, <laughs> I forgot to mention you, this, you, this yeah, podcast. This mean, podcast was brought to you by Disney Plus.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they are they are free to buy us out and supply us with millions and millions of dollars worth of equipment. I I will not turn that down. Uh, I need bourbon money.
0: <laughs> we know it. And speaking of bourbon, I think it's time for a quick drink break and uh, maybe some a musical in interlude by the great composer for this film, Tasha Yuki Watanabe, and uh, then we'll come back and sort of discuss some things we noticed about the narrative structure of this film. Do you agree with this, Ian? I agree.
3: Great. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 6500 6500万年前
2: 目の敵
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, those who do not identify either way, it is time to meticulously dissect the plot.
0: The first thing I remember happening in this movie <laughs> is that they are at the construction site in Hokkaido and they uncover...
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, was that great? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the first line of dialogues is uh, something about Malaysia has stopped logging. Yes. Uh, okay, yes. All of Malaysia just uh, abruptly stopped logging. So, yeah. Sorry, we should set this up. We are introduced to Dad. Dad. Uh, yes. Who works uh, for a presumably evil logging company in Hokkaido. Uh, and I, one one of his uh, workers just informs him that uh, Malaysia has stopped logging. Yes. So. Um,
0: and, um, but they have to, like, double down to, like, offset the lack of productivity or something. I was really scared when I saw this first scene because there's, like, 20 people in it and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to remember all of these names or at least some of these names. But this is by far what? the most humans kind of involved with this scene. Like, there's some stuff in a hospital later on, but, like, for the most part they kind of took the uh godzilla versus megalon approach of like sort of deserted purgatory with just like two or three characters doing stuff in this movie and it's all the better for it i think
1: in yeah in hindsight it's much more pleasurable to watch something along that line as opposed to just filling us with new and useless characters uh over a very short period of time. It actually makes it a little bit easier to just follow along yeah. uh, the happenings.
0: We're, we're looking at you, Godzilla versus Biolante, with your, <laughs> I think, 45 characters or something <laughs> in that movie? I don't... <laughs> um, so... But, yeah, uh, okay, so... These guys are... It's a deforesting operation, which... I guess they're using the logs for something. There's one offhand line about we have to mix in the younger trees with the older trees to make up for something. So it's like, I don't know. Logging. Logging. I, and...
1: I'm starting. I'm starting to get the feeling that there's some kind of environmental message. Yeah. Uh, this film. <laughs> just, just, just a, a hint. Uh...
2: <laughs> very subtle.
0: Very subtle. Um, and they they are doing some blasting along with the logging or something. They, they uncover it.
1: it there's a mountain nearby. Yes. I, we should specify there all this logging is going around near a, a big mountain.
0: Yes. And they have to blast through the mountain in order to get to the trees on the other side is my understanding.
2: The mountain's full of trees. <laughs> the, yes.
0: <laughs> As you know, according <laughs> to science, mountains are a rich, <laughs> dense, uh, you know, tree filled core, uh, yeah structure
1: it's the ones that the lizard people are keeping from us the good tree
0: it's out there all this information is out there and we can provide those links uh (laughs) afterwards (laughs) follow the money Anyway, so they do some blasting on the side of a mountain to help with their cutting down of trees and they find, like, the Mothra symbol from the first Mothra movie, that the one that they have to, like, paint on the runway or whatever. It's, like, in an emblem that's about the size of, I don't know, a silver dollar or something, maybe a little bit bigger.
2: And um, It does seem to change size throughout the course of the film.
0: It does. It does. This At least this initial one is, like, you know, probably about the size of a Sacagawea thing dollar or something you know the gold ones um so like a medallion and uh they see this and pry it up and i did get a little confused at this point because this yeah, is the first time
1: yeah he, go he sorry he the the dude taps on it and then we cut to uh first the two twin fairies and then we cut to rita repulsa and they're clearly in a different environment mm-hmm. but every time the dude taps on it the camera shakes in the the fairy world so i'm gathering from the information here first viewing that it's like oh they must be like in a hole under this medallion like that yeah. him tapping that it, it, it is affecting them because they live under that yes thing.
0: i mean like, i definitely thought yeah. She, like Rita Repulsa was captured in this thing. Yeah. Like, because she kind of looks up. And, yeah. like, where, wherever her hideout is, which, by the way, is, I guess, not she's, like, not
1: sealed where this emblem is, or she yeah, is? Yeah, neither of the fairies. You know, yeah, like, so she's you, not. You, you think, like, oh, it opens up, and it's, you know, be like, ah! I've
0: After 2,000 years, I'm, I'm free! free.
1: Yeah. It's time like, to conquer Earth! No! <laughs> and the, you know, Or, like, more realistically, like, realistically, more, you, you know... <laughs> practically like it's like oh the two good fairies pop out but also the bad fairy and there's a conundrum it's like yes you freed us but you also freed our evil sister now we have to put her back blah 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 yeah. and it's like not really <laughs> anyways but uh yeah no
2: because the, that's it tricked me again this is like the second time i watched it it was like oh yeah all the fairies are stuck in there and the, no
0: the point is, the father takes the emblem off and pockets it, and uh, I think he calls his wife, who... You know, his family lives in Tokyo, and um, we, so we kind of get to see their house, and it consists of the mother and then the brother, who's, I don't know, maybe ten, and then his little sister, who's maybe eight, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And he is violently torturing her, physically, mm-hmm uh, in this scene that we are introduced to them. He's like plugging her nose and like pinching her nose. And she's sounds like she's in real pain, not like playing around pain, but like real physical torture here. And the mom completely checked out. So pretty great.
1: I mean, if you had kids like that, you would also check out. It it just, yeah, exactly. It it just kind of blends into the background. (laughs)
0: Um, and then the dad calls and says he's going to be late or he's not coming home.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, which is then undone because there's another scene I think immediately after this where he, he just comes home and he's like oh I caught a plane so I'm, I'm here I didn't have to stay the night they have dinner um, and his boss calls him and tells me he has to go back I think immediately right?
2: Mm-hmm. like the next morning? the next morning
0: um, so he has to go back the wife is a little upset by this and I think there's some stuff going on with the fairies right now. We have the first scene with um, Lana and Mora.
2: Well, he has to go back because of the... Is this the reporter? Is this up on the TV? Yes. yes.
0: There's a television yeah. report saying... Because I guess this uh, deforesting project is was being kept under wraps or something? I think the
2: blasting was.
0: Oh, right. The blasting. To get to the precious... Interior mountain
2: yeah. trees, yes. yes, the best trees, the purest trees. The new can feel it. Trees <laughs> 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 of
0: trees inside the mountain. It makes sense. <laughs> if you're confused, it's because you're watching the movie wrong. So, <laughs> so uh, the dad has to go back, but he 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 hands the pendant to the wife, and he's like, "Make a necklace out of this and give it to our daughter." <laughs> <laughs> Which she does immediately yes. and gives to the daughter. Um so we yeah. cut to Well because he oh, goes yeah. in and like puts Son. it on
2: her while she's sleeping. Yeah. It's like he like walks into her bedroom holding a beer and yes. a medallion, like this'll make it up to you.
0: Yes, yes, that's yep. right, that's right. And as soon as he Pat puts Trump, it on oh,
1: great greatest dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely doing great work there. And as yeah. soon as that's right. As soon as he puts it on that night. You get the little sequence where... I thought it was a toy at first, and in a way I was sort of right. But you get the shadow of what we later learn is the little flying dragon known as Guru Guru that Rita Repulsa rides on. And she has infiltrated this house, I guess apparently drawn by the pendant or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, And... And then we cut to the morning and we're, we're still at the house and i is this immediately we go into this stuff with her torturing the brother or is it something yeah. else
1: yeah she's like possessed now uh we should also i think backtrack just to scotch that uh as that's going on at night um the two twin fairies talk to big mothra and then they fly on fairy uh
0: Which, again, is just a very small Mothra.
1: Yeah. Mothra, as it were. So, presumably to find Rita Repulsa. And get the
0: pendant back, right? Or something. Yeah,
1: get the pendant back. Because, again, they weren't under the pendant. (laughs) They weren't under the pendant. (laughs) Uh, But
0: but we... They say, well, we'll just go into the next scene. And then they explain it to the kids. No. But, yeah, so that happens. And when they cut back to the fairies and and Mothra, I do want to point out that they do say it's Infant Island. So it is... They they keep that part of the mythology, like the location of Mothra, is Infant Island. And it actually looks like there was some attempt to update the original matte painting from the first movie, which is like this weird detail that I was just sort of like, what? Because you can almost lie them over one another. And it's like someone really cared in in the special effects department. Um, This is the one they're gonna
1: remember me for. (laughs) Right,
0: exactly. The sister is torturing the brother and she's gone full Amy Irving at the end of the Fury. Uh But she's she almost she stops short of making him physically detonate on screen the way Amy Irving does to John Cassavetes but she's like messing this kid up she's like throwing him around the room she's gone full
2: evil he, he does the full like slide down the saloon like bar <laughs>
0: thing. Yeah. I mean she really like it's good they get interrupted when they do cause like
2: I mean, she might have killed him. Like... Yeah. I mean, I do like the kid's reaction. I was like, well, i going to go to school now. <laughs> like, yeah. My sister just threw me around with, like, psychic powers. I was like, grab my backpack and go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. As you do. They, they end up going outside. Uh, the boy gets, well, he, he ends up in the tree at some point. Right. And then he comes down. Yeah. Um, uh, because she's oh, um, scared into the tree by Guru Guru and Rita Repulsa. She, and she because they like, take over
2: a dog. Gonna... Yeah.
0: They, yeah. like, mentally, like, use ESP to, like, commandeer this, like, it looks like German Shepherd. Yeah. To, and yeah. that chases the kid, the brother, up the tree.
1: Okay. So, yeah. in, in typical evil fashion, she's just like, well, you can stay up here and presumably starve and whatever. And as, as she goes to conquer the world. Um, and then Fairy and the fairies come, and I want to say they tame the dog somehow. Yeah. Um, I think and, the dog just some, goes away or something. Yeah. At, at some point, he falls down and gets back up, and we get like a Michael Bay shot where like he's rising and the camera is like turning at the same time. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: He falls out of the tree, and, uh, Fairy stops him from hitting the ground, like uh, right. uh, six inches off the ground. And it made me think of Family Guy when Peter falls off the uh, top of the roof in his house in Coag, and like Spider Man's just there and yes. uh, like yeah. does the web real quick and saves up. And he's like, Thanks, Spider Man! And he's like, Everybody gets one. That was very reminiscent of that. Yeah. <laughs> this stupid kid almost breaking his neck. Um, <laughs> luckily, there was a very small Mothra there to psychically brace his fall
4: yeah
0: <laughs> um and then I, I think they just go back into the house and like meets up like yeah they try to talk to the sister but she's still evil at this point and like and then chowing there's a bit down of a on beam. snacks
1: yeah yeah there, there's a bit of a beam battle betwixt the two of them
0: yeah uh this well it's 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 a full-on action sequence that yeah. uh happens between the Lil little mini mothra and uh guru guru like they're shooting beams it's like dog fighting dog fight Thank you. Dog fighting. <laughs> it's filled like a dog fight uh and you know these things these are small creatures so it's kind of cool because they're they're really flying around the insides of this house they're like going under tables and through Ca- like cost a
1: fair amount of damage
0: yeah the, this house is ruined
2: yeah Oh, also, mom is tied up behind the couch.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, and I didn't know what if if the daughter did that or if Guru Guru somehow tied. Just very Mama. good at knots, like <laughs> like with his little teeny little teeny like this thing's the size of like uh, it's like smaller than a ferret. Okay, <laughs> so it's like I don't know how it tied. And Rita is like you know six inches tall or whatever. Yeah. so like
2: and it's like she is tied up she is like...
1: tied up, she's gagged uh, yes. so I, I think we, we, we have not considered the fact that the husband could have just done that uh, <laughs> before he left for work
0: I mean, I thought about it uh, but you
1: know
2: this, this is a kids movie
0: it's a kids movie, that's the only reason yes. of course, yes. that would be my first inclination is to go that way but yeah, it's a children's film so probably not but yeah, this fight, this dogfight um, between these two little flying guys, is pretty awesome.
2: I really enjoyed this this whole sequence. Of, okay. this, like, things are this getting is, knocked around. And... Yeah,
0: yeah. This is the part where the movie, because I was sort of dreading this whole process, and then this scene happened. I'm like, okay, yeah. This this is, th- you know, they're 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 fully committing, like all of Toho's. Um, resources to this this isn't just going to be like a cheap cash-in like shitty like rip-off thing like this they really took some time and uh did this right um you know obviously what's happening is very silly but like it has the full as i alluded to the full like toho special effects department given it their all
2: it's like a tiny kaiju fight combined with a very like 90s slapstick kind of feel
0: there's a lot in this like it the sound effects design of the projectiles hitting stuff in the house sort of reminded me of like a gunfight from a john woo movie and i know it's hong kong different country but like it kind of reminded me of like that just with the amount of like debris and like stuff exploding and sparks and stuff um and also there's sort of a comedic element to the scene that reminded me a little bit of like uh, in the movie *The Great Outdoors*, where, like Dan Aykroyd and John Candy, like that bat gets inside the cabin, and they're like trying to like get it with the net or whatever. And also, like again, like this weird sort of kaiju fight that's also like a dog fight. Um, all of those things combined into this one sequence, and it's just really.
2: Oh, but cause speaking of dog fights, like so, it felt reminded me of like Be- the Beethoven movies. Like, <laughs> if, like if that was a kaiju fight, <laughs> Sorry, like... yeah. Sorry,
0: starring Charles starring Charles Grodin. <laughs> Behold the power of Guru Guru and
1: Petrox. <laughs> oh, there's also a a big photo of Ishiro Honda in the why well, big uh, that there's a medium-sized photo of a Shiro Honda of like uh, in between like I guess where the stairway is and where the, the bedrooms presumably are um, so there's a cute little Easter egg right there for those paying attention yes um. Um, thank
0: you for pointing that out Nate that's correct and uh, I, I knew that was so unimportant and then Wikipedia did the work for me <laughs> but I was like because it's very conspicuously like placed in the shop. Again, his yeah. director. What, is
1: it like, I'm pretty sure it was just like a, uh, you know, BTS like shot from like one of Kurosawa's latter movies, and they're just like, ah, oh, yeah, put that in, put that in there, you know, it'll, it'll be it'll be great for those people who are on the internets, you know, that new thing that we have now in 1996. Yeah, um, people on the geo the geo cities can <laughs> argue about. I
0: mean, by 96, you already had America Online, so the web was kind of uh, peaking in a way
2: it's never peaking, been as big as It wasn't like 96
0: i mean you had barry's temple of godzilla that's all i cared about that and starwars.com <laughs> yes uh where i could learn all about dengar
1: yeah <laughs> of the latter adventures of admiral akbar
0: <laughs> exactly um so like the brother like nets guru guru and reader Repulsa riding on the back of it with a like a bird or or like a butterfly net mm-hmm. and but they keep flying and they fly through a window with the net and then they go outside and you see the net is discarded in a tree and it's implied that you know they flew away or whatever um and i think they they got the pendant back from the from the little girl cuz she like snaps out of it after this right or, yeah, yeah. Because
2: yeah, they like yeah, dehypnotized her.
0: Yeah, um, and then the fairies introduce themselves to the brother and sister, and they give them briefly the backstory, which is that um, the number one the thing that is contained by the pendant in the ground is a kaiju called Desgadora or Death Gidora uh, Riggins <laughs> that originally. <laughs> Uh, it's just like a space monster that millions of years ago, whatever, first it attacked Mars, which used to, I guess, look like Earth. Hmm. Um, just chock full of mountains that were just full of trees on the inside. Because <laughs> uh, Des- the rover isn't deep enough. <laughs> right. Uh, Desgadora laid waste to Mars and makes it look like regular Mars and then came to Earth and Earth, by, back then there was like a a race of humans called the Elias and they like worked in concert with a whole legion of like Mothras there was like many of them and in the the combined strength of all the Mothras were able to f- uh, force Desgadora into this hole in the mountain and seal it and that was like I don't know like a million years ago or something
2: some large amount of time some
0: large amount of time and since that time, all the other Mothras have died, except for Wilfred Grimley Mothra. And, and then uh, the only three Eliases left are Rita Repulsa, and then her two sisters, who are the fairies, Lorna and Mora, or something, I don't know. Hang yeah. it, it, it's, it's it Depending on where you look, their names are different. Yes. Um, so, anyways, we'll just call them the twin fairies, the good twin fairies. Um, even though they are not twins, I don't think. They
2: just look similar.
0: Basically, they need to get the pendant back to reseal up. Uh, Desgador, who has not come out of the ground yet, but kind of starts its journey to coming out of the ground around this time.
1: Um, There's so- a, a a kaboom, I believe, in uh, Hokkaido. Yes, or at least a map painting of a mountain of Hokkaido explodes. Um well the timeline is a little wonky here
0: because does whole, yeah. does the mountain again just the tree-filled mountain in you know, Hokkaido does that start exploding like while they're still in, like the family the, the mother and the uh, and the brother and sister are still in Japan or like in Tokyo
1: I I'm actually now starting to think uh I I know like they're on the plane and yeah. they pretend that the the fairies are toys right um and then they they get there I know just just in time or well no just like a second too late as uh Rita Repulsa you know it, it begins to the unleashing of Descadora right um but oh, that's
0: she, that's with, right she starts the cases right. yeah right Right. To go even further into the mountain or whatever, because it Jeez. seems like just the, that kind of, I thought the whole point was if you take the the seal of the pendant off the hole, it would come out anyways. But I guess you need to like
2: because I think that wakes him up. Okay, yeah, but he's still inside the tree filled mountain. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, that that's was where it a... gets shaky. But uh, the the mountain explodes and well, I mean oh for a while. Know. Yeah, but yeah, it t- it takes a while to, to stew. I guess, I guess he's still cooking. You gotta.
2: Well, he's like sucking up the power. They keep talking about that. Like.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and he doesn't eat meat. Well, they mentioned that later, but.
2: I, it, I just it makes wanted sure... like, say,
0: just so that people understand this this sequence of of death, Gidra, Deskadora, coming out of this mountain and all the explosions that preceded. It's like five minutes. Of screen time, of these of these pyrotechnics, of this mountain exploding—that's not an exaggeration. So like, um, it's uh, pretty—it's
2: pretty extreme. A lot of stuff flying around.
0: Yeah, and like good explosions too. Like well done and slightly maybe overkill a little bit, but like again, I was on board. I like explosions.
2: pretty neat these are some
0: pretty neat explosions um but yeah so the family gets there not really in time I mean the rest of the family the dad is already there I guess
1: he and his uh cronies were staring at the mat painting and they seemed a a bit unimpressed I've got to say with the whole mountain exploding they seemed kind of like yeah okay like wow look at that you don't see that every day uh yeah,
0: and this this is kind of the one sort of part of the movie where you get kind of a group of civilians in danger from stuff exploding and debris scene and people running away scene that is normally in like a lot of different kaiju movies. Because yeah. you don't, you, there's things you don't get in this movie that you get in other kaiju movies, like um, the military or uh, Japanese Defense Force mm-hmm. uh, combating. Yeah the kaiju you and you know, mm-hmm. usually involving their slaughter uh, as well as I don't particularly remember a scene where Des Ghidorah like lays waste to a city um I don't think that happens in this movie so this is kind of it as far as like like showing people in active peril while stuff is happening now later on okay there's like a poisonous fog that's emitted mm-hmm. that's like making yeah. people sick and stuff But again, it's like kind of like filtering, even, you know, kaiju movies aren't like that super extreme, super violent, except for like the first Gojira. Um, Yeah. Or Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Right. But this is even like a softening of of that and kind of reflected through the prism of like, again, a very young intended audience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're definitely getting away from death at all in this one.
1: Yeah, and well, and they they make sure one discador does get you know comes to form like the fairies, uh, you know, make a point to mention to the kids like, oh, don't worry, it won't eat you. It doesn't like you know children or it doesn't like people. It just wants to absorb the plants. Like it, it gets its energy from the trees. Again, I'm getting the sneaky suspicion that there's some kind of environmental message to this film.
2: <laughs> yes, I think you're reading too much into this.
1: Yeah, okay,
0: um, I just don't <laughs> see it. Hey. Um, so yeah eventually like five minutes later um, Des Ghidorah is awake and starts you know trouncing plodding around um, the the Hokkaido area and you, making use of the real practical flamethrower that is in the suit uh, in the middle head um, and it's just great
2: Yes, it's <laughs> Like, What's the other... Because there's one other like flamethrower kaiju. Is it Orochi? Gamma? Because it's the, the eight-headed monster. Yes.
1: Oh, Orochi, the eight-headed dragon. Well, headed dragon, was, yes. I don't know if he... Bra- I've never actually seen... Um, we mentioned this briefly in the, the Gidra episode. There was a movie uh, called... I think it was like the birth of Japan or something like that, starring Toshiro Mifune and Harasatsuko and like a whole bunch of other uh, Toho stars. And that was based on the myth, the Shinto myth, of how Japan was founded. Um, and one of the beasts in that legend is Orochi, the eight-headed dragon or serpent. That's one of the beings that the, the Shinto god has to defeat uh, that, you know, on his quest. So I don't remember if that one breathes fire or not. Um, and again, I've only seen... I've, all I've seen of it is the trailer. Because um, it's, like, it's a similarly
2: designed kaiju and I believe it's an actual flamethrower. I could be wrong, but I think so. I know so.
1: Gamera, Gamera from Dai, Uh At least the... Uh, I can't remember about the 90s ones. I don't know, Mike, if you remember, but I know the ones from the 60s and 70s. Really... Those was like there was an actual flamethrower, in coming out of Gamma's mouth, uh, oh, as opposed to yes. like you know, uh, paint painted on breath.
2: Because were beams in the '90s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Beam.
1: Definitely. Oh, sorry.
0: They definitely used real pyro in those uh, high side Gamma movies, but the okay. actual projectiles were, I think, you know, uh, optical effects. Gotcha. Um, but yeah the, in the 60s and 70s those are real flames that's what I remember from watching the fights basically from watching Gamera Super Monster one yes. time yes <laughs> which is definitely you should probably do an episode on that yeah because uh, it's a special film yeah um, but yeah so Desgadora getting business done one of the things it does, and I, I can't remember if it waits till Mothra shows up, but it like s- creates like like a chasm in, in in the earth. Like it literally like rips the earth apart, and yeah. it's like yeah. a canyon in the middle, which is like great. <laughs> um, lots of different types of projectile attacks, and you know the trees are getting burned up, and it's real great stuff. It's smashing,
2: smashing, real good.
0: Smashing them real good. In the meantime. Uh, the brother uh, gets a kite and he uses <laughs> the kite to infiltrate well because like the fairies the twin fairies again not twins uh, they have names we're not going to use them lazy the twin fairies are on this kite and the, the brother is piloting the kite into Guru Guru to intercept Rita Repulsa to steal the the pedant back from her uh, which is successful and I think this kid should go pro with the kite he, piloting.
1: Very good at that kite flying. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, we're, we're, worthy of Mary Poppins. That's... Uh,
0: <laughs> stunning. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Movie that starred Arthur Treacher.
0: <laughs> and I think, so they, they get the pendant back. Is this after they call Mothra? Because they... I wanted to make special mention of the scene where they they the fairies turn to one another and they're like, We gotta get we gotta get Mothra because when it goes into the like the Mothra song, it's real yeah. awesome. It gets yeah. super nineties. Like final level nineties.
2: Yeah. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> it looks almost Bollywood for a second there.
0: Yeah. It to me it reminded me of like if you're at a karaoke thing and you were singing the song Saint Elmo's Fire and just because it's just like this black background just with flames coming up. Yes. And like, and then the the fairies are superimposed over that. And it's like, ah, oh, it's great. It's just the cheese meter is off the charts.
1: Sadly, uh, no, Amitabh Bachchan. But uh, yes, very.
0: And sorry. It's the original... it was the,
1: it, Oh, sorry. It, Indian actor. Sorry. That, that was Um, Going back to what Ian said about being very Bollywood. Bollywood. Yeah, I
0: mean, absolutely Bollywood tones going on as well. Um, And it is, to be clear, it's the original Mothra song that's kind of like the jazzy, like 1996 version or whatever.
2: Right. Not your grandfather's (laughs) Mothra song. No,
0: (laughs) not at all. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it works, and the, you know... The Wilford Brimley Mothra wakes up and flies to Hokkaido and fights Desgadora for like twenty five minutes.
1: Yeah. So this is this is again I mentioned at the beginning about pacing. Um, I like visually I liked what was going on. The the effects were great. The shots were amazing, and you know, and the I guess the puppetry. You could say like that was all well and good. I will say that the following sequence goes too long. That is my beef. Uh, like my note is like we still have forty minutes left, but it feels like this is the ending battle. Um, I get where they were trying to go with this, but I feel like they could have cut at least five minutes out of this sequence and still made it. It would still make sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, basically, a lot of parts it, it, to it. Yeah, because it, it, it needed to lead to um, old Mothra dying and larva Mothra surviving and the damn um, drowning Descadora. Like, that's what needed to happen, and that's what does happen. But how it happens is needlessly prolonged, and we see a lot of attempted infant side, one, like, I mean, it's like, I know that, again, this is a movie for kids, but I could, I mean, be kind of nightmare fuel if I, if I was watching this at eight, um, you know, just seeing like all the Mike's words, viscous discharge coming out of, uh, uh Leo Mothra, Mothra uh, yeah. Yeah. That it's yeah. La- real lo- goopy. A lot yeah. Of and so, so yeah. we've got this prolonged back and forth where it's like Leo, uh, Descadora fights Rimli Mothra, then baby Mothra, and then like, oh, but you know, I, I almost wanted an announcer to be like, oh, but you know, Mothra's not down for the count yet, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, And, and then we, we find out that like, at the end, it's like, oh, it had camouflage this whole time, and didn't, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes it yes, cam- uh, like, it has camouflage Towards the end of the, the latter half of this battle, like, we find out, like, oh, it the had... Larva, the bl- yeah. Mar- yeah. Oh, and the chest beam a chest beam that yeah. turns, doesn't do anything. <laughs> I, again, I'm not hating this. It's just, it could have been tighter. Like I will say... Okay, if, up, but just if, if I may...
0: If I may... Uh, the... You... The first time I saw this, again, yesterday, <laughs> I because of the length and the amount of things happening in this fight, because first you have, like, the Wilford Brimley Mothra fighting Descadora for, again, like, seven or eight minutes, and they're throwing each other into the side of the mountain. Like, Descadora bites Mothra and, like, physically, like, beats it up and down, uh, sort of, like, ladder Showa-half style. I mean, physical stuff. And... And then the, the fairies sing another song. They go back to the karaoke bar. They make Mothra Leo's larval form hatch on Infant Island. It swims to Hokkaido. All this in this one scene. <laughs> and then yeah. they kind of fight it together. Descador bites into the larval form of Mothra Leo. And it's like got this greenish yellow discharge coming out of it that I guess is its blood. But yeah, the. the the length of this sequence, when I saw it, I definitely thought it was the end of the movie. I didn't think anything else could come after this because it was so long. And after seeing the movie and seeing how it all works out, I I definitely think maybe the last five minutes of this should have somehow... Even, I guess, because you have to kill off Wilfred Brimley Mothra in this scene. I get that. Right. Because, you know, it's like the whatever. But, like... Because the the fight at the end, like the final battle, seems very sort of brief compared to yeah. this.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like you want to do it. Like they started off right by having the 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 mini fight, the dog fight at the beginning, because like any kung fu movie or martial arts movie, I guess samurai for in Japan, uh, you know the 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 or even a musical, like everything builds. Okay, like if you're watching a Busby Berkeley musical, you know, like, yes, each of the sequences are amazing, but the the final bit of 42nd Street, that is, like, the most technically perfect sequence at the end of that movie. Uh, Or My Forgotten Man and Gold Diggers of 1933. I don't have an addiction, I promise. Um, uh, You know, when you see... When movies like this when it's fights or musicals, like the, the ending sequence should be more spectacular than the previous. like they slowly build. Right. Uh, you know the final scene in Seven Samurai is way more interesting than you know the, the first half of the battle. You know it all, it all leads up to that and you can feel it. The energy all pushes there. and this is kind of like you know, blowing your, your web to, uh, too soon
0: right because she you're, does you're, blow the, some of the web yeah. Want, oh, sorry, i mean he mothra leo the larval form when he arrives at the fight um blows some of the cocooning agent onto Rain
2: rainbow oh with yeah,
0: webbing. yeah, with, yeah. yeah. with rainbow deflection yeah. like hit
2: yeah. damage gay gay icon mothra yes. leo
1: yeah all inward approved <laughs> where he um, a Ninety-six.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah so it ends with Brimley and Mothra and again yeah Mothra Leah can turn invisible but only does it a couple of times very late into the fight
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, um, I, I agree this scene is way too long but it's so much fun yeah. that it's it's hard for me to be too hard on it especially because it well like you were saying it's a lot more physical than I expected Expected coming coming off with the high side stuff
1: oh yeah I mean it's way better than I think any of the fights just uh, on the basis that it's not a beam battle like yeah. there's physical confrontation blood uh...
2: well yeah because you get flamethrower and then it's like yeah. they start biting and stomping and you know, like, yeah you
1: know? it's like they they are putting the set to use there's There's a a great amount of visual destruction going on that predominantly isn't CGI. Therefore, it feels more real and more satisfying. Um... Yeah. So, yeah. So, So, this is like, this is like, I think this sequence, above all, is like where I have issues. Now, were i 8 years old and watching this movie would i really care probably not i would yeah. probably be like oh i'm watching a movie this is great things <laughs> well, are going bluey and this is also about the
2: point if you're a really young kid that's that's the attention span like it ends right after that and it might as well be the end of the movie for you yeah there's like an almost an artificial end like, fight's done time taken yeah. out
0: I, I wanna say well, the fast fight actually. Oh sorry,
1: Nate. No, sorry. The, what are you saying, Mike?
0: Well the fight actually ends with uh Wilfred Brimley Mothra sort of landing near or on a dam. And I know it's a different dam. There's like three thousand different dams in Japan, something, maybe more, probably like six thousand at this point. Uh Damn it. but <laughs> there's a lot of dams. But I like to pretend it's the dam from Godzilla vs. Megalon and like the guy <laughs> just finished rebuilding it like that day. And he's like, the final break. It's all better now. <laughs> and then Mothra like lands on it and then Desgondora like fucking lays waste to it and gets washed away with a tidal wave. And the guy's like, I just built this dam again! Damn you got you!
1: Uh, <laughs> and then the miasma comes out and starts uh, taking out the population and therefore there's an alternative universe where that gentleman lives once again in a world with basically no women
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: there we go I know Just like...
0: exactly what you're talking about moving forward um, so and then like Mothra picks up Mothra Leo so like Moth picking up uh, Caterpillar whatever larval and they fly into the ocean and Wilfred Brimley Mothra sinks and uh, Mothra Leo tries to swim and like save it and grabs onto it but to no avail and uh, you know he just can't hold onto her and she sinks into the bottom of the ocean very sad she's dead and Mothra Leo goes to some island where there's like a 10,000 year old tree (laughs) <laughs> that people kept referring to is this a real thing does this exist i mean like this is me asking does this exist in our reality like on earth currently there's like trees that are thousands of years old because if so that's pretty cool
1: i don't know i'm pretty sure those do exist i don't know if the one in the movie is real but yeah there are at least well i don't know about thousands but maybe hundred year old trees like several hundred year old trees that definitely okay. exists. Yeah, there's some
2: old trees, but 10,000 yeah.
1: years. I don't think so. But do you know for sure? I, I do not Do you know for sure? Well, the ones under the mountain are definitely... well. It's the old, <laughs> old
2: trees. Old yes, growth.
1: really super. The old ones' trees. <laughs> the elder god trees.
0: For every wish and dream and happy home, you will find the kingdom of the gnomes. <laughs> Oi. Oh, David.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, uh, so sad. Uh.
0: I'm sorry, you guys. We're going to need to take a minute uh, for Ian and, and uh, uh, Mr. Bear to, to collect themselves. And, uh, you guys need to uh, blow your nose, handkerchief, or just need to cry. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand. I the most heartbreaking series finale of all time. Yeah. All yeah. time. All i time. mean they
1: fade away but they turn into they they turn into trees right yeah
0: and maybe yep. it's one of these they, trees all connected so, there, there we, we go. go there not we go Off topic on topic. there we go <laughs> not a non sequitur sequitur um nailed it. Fuck it oh my god just what i'm afraid we've lost a step we've gained a step <laughs> oh no so yeah Mothra Leo is in cocoon which apparently is outside the window at this hospital that the kids are in because there's a scene where the kid they go to a hospital for their injuries because they're present at the whole fight uh in Hokkaido
1: they eventually they get separated from the parents and then they make it back They, they jump over a matte painting and everything is fine um yeah, because yeah. that chasm that uh, Descador creates like separates everybody, so they eventually... They're not important, uh, but eventually they make their way back to each other.
0: Yeah, at one point Mothra uses something called a Milky Whip <laughs> to, to get the pendant. Because there's this whole thing that I do not feel like going over where they, like... It's almost like an Abbott and Costello routine, like who has the pendant, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the point is, is that at one point um rita has the pendant and it it's the equivalent of mothra and this is wilford brimley mothra before she dies it's it's the equivalent of like on the simpsons when homer comes in he goes yoink, <laughs> and like grabs it but it's like mothra doing the yoink with this like weird thing called the milky whip i don't know but i just wanted to mention that happens
2: also if mothra could look smug that's, that's a small yeah, yeah.
0: She's so happy with herself. She's so pleased. It's good because she dies after this. So it's like that one sort of like moment. It's like, yeah. You know.
1: Milky whip. Milky okay.
0: whip. Milky whip ability. Yeah.
1: I'm going to pick one of those up at a Walgreens uh, after we record this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: but then. Yeah, also, uh, so Desgadora's, like, reign of terror consists of emitting a uh, toxic fog from its body that, like, kills plants, and it's also, like, poisoning people. And there's kind of a weird scene where the dad—I think the whole family is in the hospital,
1: but the father— it's a country hospital there's like like this is like with wood paneling and like is only meant for like you know three people with strep throat at best uh and yeah
0: they're they're woefully unprepared for this because like everybody is like sick and like the oxygen even in the hospital is like being poisoned
2: well because it's like sucking the oxygen out of the air or something yeah um
0: so it's this weird kind of jarring thing. It's almost like a scene from the made for TV movie The Day After, where they're sort of stuck in this hospital and everything's kind of breaking down. And um, it, it, it gets like way more serious. Like they're talking about, like, everybody's gonna die. <laughs> it's like a doctor is saying that, <laughs>
2: which is like
0: crazy. Uh, but like the father's, I think it's his boss. Is there, and he's got like a cellular phone.
2: And oh, that's the reporter. Or oh, that's the reporter. from the TV. Oh, oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. and um, he's like trying to make a call on his phone, and this nurse like gets the phone from him, and is just like, "You can't talk on a phone in a hospital." It's just yeah. really like weird, like almost like from like a Stephen King, like the first part of the stand where like society's like breaking down and stuff just interjected in the middle of all this sort of like, you know, dipsy doo dunkaroo kind of fantasy gobbledygook, childish mush. Well made yeah. by the way, yeah. entertaining. But like this scene really sticks out. as like, kind of like, cause people are like bloody, you know, they've got like bandages and stuff. There's yeah,
2: like, the this drop everything. There are rules. <laughs>
0: right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just seems odd that they focus on, and then the scene kind of ends. I forget the resolution of it, or even why it's in the movie. Just
2: because it leads to the uh, reporter seeing the dad and blaming him for everything happening. <laughs> right.
0: right. And it gets like. We also get these oh. sad,
2: hungover-looking doctor just like staring into space. Right. <laughs> and he's just like,
0: this guy is like hours away from jumping off the top of this hospital. Okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the countdown clock is odd, so the the has got to do something. Um so then Mothra Leo hatches from the big tree it looks like the tree from Pandora from Avatar does anyone remember that movie? it was 11 you mean that years movie that ago came out over a decade ago
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> James Cameron sure hopes you do <laughs> because he's making four more um anyways Mothra Leo full moth form um you know, looks like the one of the cars from like the second Fast and the Furious movie. Just like really kind of <laughs> like got that green. Got that green, yeah, that neon green. And he is fast. He's those. fast. He's furious. He's got a lot of different new abilities, sexy abilities. He's lost much of the weight. He's <laughs> hitting the gym. He's look. This is a this is as cool as a moth as you're likely to see.
2: Young, rude with attitude. Young crew with attitude. I he's got like a swagger and how he like waves his wings. Like.
0: Absolutely, absolute moth. Cool. He's a great moth. He's a great moth, and he goes and very because they they make it seem as though Desgador is flying all over Japan, but he's kind of still in this kind of hilly wooded area. Well, because he
2: just got his got his wings.
0: Yeah and I wanted to mention his wings definitely appear like Power Rangers style they just sort of like flash onto him it's not like an organic thing where it's like sprouting out of his body it's, just it's like they just boom and they're there yeah which is pretty
2: awesome I wonder how many trees it is to get to the like wing
1: level
0: how many trees he has to absorb
2: yeah
1: I, I mountain, like abiding ask the owl
0: <laughs> I mean it's not a bad question um
1: the world may never know,
0: but yeah, uh, Leo Moth or Mothra Leo is is juiced and perhaps too powerful. Um, yeah, kind of mad with power.
2: It's been a serious power <laughs> creep in the last five minutes it, of the movie.
1: Absolutely, because <laughs> well, it's it, like it goes into a beam battle towards the end, which I'm not hating because at least in this case it was quasi earned. Like yeah. it, it's just that the sequence is much quicker than the previous big fight. So, yes, we get, like, the special effects are upped, but the sequence is short. And it kind of just feels like it was like, oh, well, I guess we need to have a final fight. Here we go.
2: The Descadora squash match. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Like, because,
0: first of all, uh, Mothra Leah Sorry, Mothra Leo takes out Guru Guru with a precision projectile hit. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Which had to be tough, because, like, it's a small target, and it's a moving target. uh, And just fucks up Guru Guru, and it lands on the ground. We cut back to that later for a shocking uh, reveal. A shocking reveal.
2: Yes. Um,
0: But then I also wanted to say that uh, Mothra it's Desgador and what I refer to as uh, the Cone of Silence because it like <laughs> he sort of flies around Desgador like uh, it, it has this like weird projectile thing that almost looks like a Christmas tree that he like wraps him in mm-hmm. and, and like mm-hmm. but he goes above him and it, 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 yeah it just looks like a cone of like green projectile energy coming down in waves on top of Descador, really does a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, And you're watching this and you're like, yay Mothra Leo, is this like a new, like the power structure has shifted on the planet now and it's like, this thing is serious. Um, And again, yeah, perhaps too powerful. It knocks down uh, Descador long enough for this kid, the brother, to like throw the pendant up in the air over Desgadora and then the pendant like creates this like shower of energy that like pushes uh, Desgadora down into the earth again and reseals it I guess and I, am I missing anything from that I think that's kind of how it ended and, and that's which, how I remember it Yeah. which begs the question like could, if they could have just thrown this thing up over it at any time you know, maybe do that earlier, but.
2: Well, fun. but the, the pendant works from like the praying and vague power. No one quite know, understands how it works or, again, how big it is. Right,
1: exactly. So. Um, again, t- don't, don't put your faith in science, <laughs> put it in the pendant. Um, <laughs> the Seal of Alliance. And, yes.
0: And, and then, most importantly, we cut to the shattered remains of. Uh, Guru Guru of which Rita Repulse is sort of cowering under and it is in fact revealed that spoiler alert, Guru Guru was in fact a machine mm-hmm. this whole time, a robotic little so a little scamp
2: it would have been yeah. sad to see Guru Guru die,
0: yes and perhaps that's why they did this, because they so. didn't want its like, guts all over the place and it, but it is sort of like yeah. the, Poochie was an alien, you're watching <laughs> yeah. and you're Like Guru Guru was a robot this whole time yeah um but yeah it's
1: kind of sad because you were just like oh i kind of like guru guru like i wouldn't mind it in a sequel i don't know maybe maybe it comes back i don't know probably does
0: um but the the twin or sorry the fairies um which again their names are some derivation of like lorna and mona um they're, they fly up and rescue Rita Repulsa, whose name is Bellavara, by the way. it's his, Her actual name in the movie is Bellavara. We want to say that correctly approximately one time. Uh, yeah. So people don't <laughs> say that we're just calling her it Rita. It's someone who looks exactly like Rita
1: Repulsa, I guess we should explain.
0: Very She's much like so. like an yeah. evil.
1: Well, just witch. it's the, the costume. It's like it's a super. Is it pronounced Sente or Sentai? I think it's Sente. Sentai. Yeah, it, it definitely, I mean, what the, the what we call Power Rangers, like, came out in Japan, like, late 80s, so I, I can see that kind of crossing into yeah, this, like, it, it's appropriate, like, oh, especially I mean, if being targeted at an eight-year-old, it's like, yeah, no, absolutely, we need to make sure that the audience is fully aware that this person is evil.
0: Yeah, her costume one hundred percent is cut from the same style and, and, and school of costume design as Rita Repulses, like big, like collars and cuffs and over the top, like hair and like this little hat, the little feather and all this like
2: fancy goth. Yeah, yeah, fancy goth,
0: like garish, you know, hot topic stuff. The sisters they pick up because they're all sisters. Um, and actually, Bellavara is the eldest of all the sisters. That's why it's implied that she's gone. She's become cynical. And that's why she's, like, evil and dresses all in black now. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I guess she built Guru Guru out of boredom at some point. Um.
1: <laughs> she was re- presumably while reading Edgar Allan Poe.
0: <laughs> right.
1: As you do. I don't, you know. So, um,
0: but the... You know, like the, the the fairies, they kind of talk with her, and she like escapes into a tree stump. When like, they let her go, they let her go basically, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna regret, you know, backing the the humans on this one because they will turn on you eventually." And then she goes into a stump, and um, hides in a hides in a stump, and yeah. <laughs> the two fairies are like, "Cool, okay." Uh, we're gonna go hit your ride on Mothra, Leo. Hey, you kids want to ride?
2: <laughs> I, I like the redirect because they're because like, it's when they're explaining that she's the sister. Because like, why would you let her go? It's like, eh, yeah,
0: that's
2: our sister. Uh, do you want to yeah. ride a Mothra? Right. Yeah.
0: And I wanna want to mention that to like,
2: McDonald's. <laughs> the um, only good kids go or,
0: to
1: McDonald's.
0: <laughs> I, I want to mention that the like. Mothra takes the two kids but like the whole family was there including the wheelchair bound father and when they initially leave they they leave the mom and the the dad and it looks like the end of Predator after that nuke has gone off I mean it's just a wasteland (laughs) for like miles in every direction it's like. And again, like the kids are leaving (laughs) and the parents are just like, you know, they're left there to sort of ruminate on man's inhumanity to nature and stuff for a bit. But I really thought there was just going to be a hard cut. It was like, how are these parents getting home? Like he's in a wheelchair. (laughs) Like what is happening? And
2: she had twisted her ankle.
0: Oh, and she (laughs) twisted her ankle. So yeah, they, but luckily Mothra Leo like unleashes um, a whole bunch of like fairy dust or, or green stuff uh it looks like dandruff over the countryside and and makes everything green and lush again which i mean again the parents are still in the middle of nowhere it is a wilderness so but it's great but But it's it's a very
1: there's some very nice composition going on especially with like the they're they're near a large tree uh it's something like you know well, it's not a kids' movie, but Bergman's *The Virgin Spring*, where you just have like a really big tree. <laughs> Wait, like are prominent. you sure
0: that's not a kids' movie? Nate?
1: <laughs> I am a billion percent positive that that's not a kids' movie. Uh, maybe in Woody. I'm not even going to make that joke. Anyways, um, no, but it it, it definitely like it, it, there's some nice, well composed shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end, and it's like, oh yeah, this guy this director knows how to direct the dp knows how to light the you know and compose shots it's like yeah this is nice this is pleasant pleasantly refreshing
0: there's a really pretty,
1: uh, um, pretty
0: shot earlier when uh, the larva is kind of going over the ocean and like you can see the sun kind of reflect- reflecting off the water mm-hmm. and it's like really like really well done um
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. it's an indelible image <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's some there's some good stuff, and I do want to say that Mothra does drop the kids back off with the parents, but they're still all four of yeah, them trapped yeah. uh, yes. in this. Like, yeah. just take them to civilization. What are you doing?
2: Yeah. Um, so, miles, uh, is that the way direction. Mothra Leo does things. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Mothra Leo
2: too extreme. It does kickflip, okay. disappears.
1: <laughs> 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 it's gonna go. Cuts some to black, m- cheer down, start playing. Right. Mothra
0: Lee is going up to its room to listen to uh, Limp Biscuit and drink some Mountain Dew.
1: <laughs> and then the credits keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> and scene. That's
0: the end of uh, Rebirth of Mothra. And credits roll. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I fought watching this movie tooth and nail for years. Um, yeah. Even before, long before we even started this podcast, yeah. I was just, like, I refused to watch uh, this movie because I knew it would lead to two, eventually. <laughs> and, um... Well, it's kind
1: of like, I don't know, if it, like, I don't know by the video stores near where you live, but the video stores, the power video, which no longer exists, um... I lived near one of those, and I know that they had the, at least one, if not both, of the Ewok movies. Yes. I never rented them. I was always curious, but part of <laughs> me was like, I know it's just not going to be that good. Um, and I'm I, sure I rented both of What?
0: I mean, I don't want to, like, an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and a half into this think turn this into an impromptu podcast about the spinoff Ewok adventure movies, but I will, beginning right now. So the first one... No. No. But, um, the the second one has Wilford Brimley Yep, after the little girl's family has been slaughtered in the first one, and she's the only one left.
2: Rebirth of Brimley.
0: Rebirth of Brimley. You see, it all comes full circle. It all comes back to Wilford Brimley. Everything comes back to Wilford Brimley. Um... But, yeah, if you're going to watch one, watch the second one, the one with Wilford Brimley. That's the that's the better one. And, you know, arguably better than, like, fucking, what is it, Rise of Skywalker or whatever? That one that came out last month?
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any argument. Yeah. No. Uh, cause that one never, has and, zero Wilford Brimley. Yeah,
0: well, there's never a scene in the Ewok, the great Ewok adventure or whatever, where the bad guy in that makes... 10,000 Star Destroyers come out of the ground, okay? <laughs> so at least it takes place in what we refer to as the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. Ooh,
1: yikes. You kind of think if they could just pop out of the ground at that point, you don't even need a crew to man them or stormtroopers. Right. I mean, you're just willing things into existence at that point. Yeah, it's not... like, you really need a fleet or a series of beacons? I think it was beacons. Well, I mean, we'll just go with beacons. That's,
0: that's the yeah that way lies destruction we can't we
1: can't yeah (laughs) no No.
0: others have others have better than we so let's not let's leave it yeah um let's not tread on the tiger's tail i will say in godzilla related news Mm -hmm. that um you know this episode is coming out in late february 2020 uh originally so ultimately, what I was going to say—sorry, just finishing my thought about Rebirth of Mothra. Check it out. If you're on the fence, check yeah. it out. I was wrong. I slept on this for way too long. And for yeah. someone who likes kaiju movies and stuff like, I was an idiot. And I should have watched this years ago. This movie sort
1: of rules. Um, it's it's, really if, you it's, fun high... it's fun <laughs> if you have a choice between the heights, but sorry, it's a fun movie. If you have a choice between the high side movies and this movie you can watch this movie and not watch those
0: right i mean you know i i would say i would even go further just to say like if you watch godzilla movies don't don't skip this yeah um and i've heard and seen terrible things about part two and i guess it's like when sideshow bob said we will take you to heaven before taking you to hell uh (laughs) Cause, uh, i'm very nervous about part two part two is so bad <laughs> so we'll see how
1: that goes but well, um question is at this point is there an impromptu pirates of Penzance uh, performance in part two
2: i wish there was there's a fake indiana jones the entire movie
1: Yikes. oh, yes. uh, oh. Okay. at this point neither we'll, did we'll it cross or, that rope bridge when we get to yeah. it
0: Speaking of rope bridges being crossed, the Fast Nine trailer. Holy cow, that looks amazing! Sorry, uh, got to stay on Godzilla. Okay, um, uh, Godzilla versus Kong has been delayed eight months, and it was yeah. this was months ago that this was the, the delay happened. But the point is, is that it's no longer coming out next month, which is March 2020. In fact, it will be coming out November 2020 now. And as you know, and this is because we all. You know, Nate and I, were experts on how they make movies and things like this. Uh, when a production has to shut down and, and reshoot eight <laughs> months worth of material, that means things are going great. It's going to be a good movie. Everyone involved is happy. And, uh, you know, just more, more cues, really, more sort of clues that we should be really looking forward to uh, what's going to happen to all of us uh, this November. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's
2: gonna be an all-round great month. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna
0: be
1: great. It's yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, Nothing else imperative going on there.
0: Uh. Oh, I forgot. It's yeah, the caucus <laughs> rage. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. Oh boy, that and and this in November. Oh, God.
1: Oh, no. I no! I, yeah, I'm trying to think this was on purpose. They were like, do we release it during the caucus or during the presidential election? Oh,
3: my God.
0: I just put that together. Jesus, there no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll be <laughs> watching that in November as well as something else. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Um, the final closing thoughts, either of you guys
2: on on this. I'm just glad to thanks for having me back. Thanks for finally doing this one. Like
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, just Nate, any, anything to, else to, to add for Rebirth of Mothra? Uh,
1: great movie. Uh okay, good movie. Uh good fun movie. movie. There fun there movie. we go. Uh, yeah. a great way to start twenty twenty. Yeah. There we
0: go. I will say, not, like, incredible movie, but, like, credible movie. Yeah,
1: I think it's it's, it's an I, underrated gem kind of thing. I could, I I could watch it again. I could yes. tolerate to watch it again.
0: It's like yeah. a good version of The NeverEnding Story 3 starring Jason James Richter. Uh, they made a third one? Absolutely. And it also has Jack Black <laughs> as Slip, leader of the nasties. Um, but that's a story for another time. Yes. Uh, so, anyways... Uh, You have been listening to the Godzilla Pod War Hour. My name is Michael Kelly. Our co-host, as always, Mr. Nathan Bear. Great. That's me. (laughs) And uh, Ian, thank you. I hope tonight we took positive steps towards righting the wrong of the King Kong 2005 episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like this one. (laughs) You you got to meet us at our less less hostile. (laughs) didn't have to pry us apart
0: yeah I think we're all kind of in agreement that this is a good movie yeah Yeah. Um, so that helped too (laughs) Uh, but you've been listening to the Godzilla Pod War Hour Uh, we are on Facebook um, and we are also on Twitter also on Podbean at uh, Mike Kelly at Godzilla Pod War also on Tumblr as well yes Also on iTunes, or sorry, Apple Podcasts now. Yes,
1: yeah, we have to change that now.
0: Yes, and make sure to subscribe to us on that and comment. If you like what we're doing, great. If you hate us, you want myself or Nate dead, I get it. Uh, Yeah. You know, (laughs) say whatever you want. That's fine. We can take it. Coming up next, The Rebirth of Mothra Part 2. Will it be the bridge too far? (laughs) <laughs> well, mentally uh. We shall see <laughs>